0: And we are bathing in the divine frequencies of the sacred feminine in this episode as we talk about the various aspects of the goddess and honor the divine mother within ourselves and in our world. My guest today is a metaphysical teacher and an oracle goddess known around the world. Alana Fairchild is here to discuss the divine feminine awakening and her new workshop, that helps you take leaps of faith and surrender with boldness to bring your divine light to the world. Alana, thank you for being here. Welcome to the show all the way from Australia. Thank you, Lauren. It's lovely to connect with you. It is lovely to connect with you as well. Let's talk about the rise in the frequencies of the sacred feminine. It has been happening, it is underway, it has been long forgotten by so many, but now is the time for this to come forward again. Share with us what's going on.
1: I love the way you describe that as it being time now. You know, I was just speaking to a client the other day and she's gone through a very long journey, dealt with a lot of really difficult things in her life and has now, you know, made a lot of progress and she's just hit this place in her life where she really needs to deal with what's happening in her body and, you know, there's an element sometimes of frustration thinking, you know, haven't I got past this or why is this coming up now and yet at the same time there's been all of this work that's actually it's not wasted it's it's preparation and then the readiness to enter excuse me <clears throat> enter into connection with the body in a deeper um, more authentic more awakened way actually gives rise to this energetic vitality and connection of you know spirit and the more subtle frequencies in the physical experience of our lives. And I think, you know, we can definitely talk about the different aspects of the feminine um, in whatever way. And I'd love to talk about, you know, just signs of when we're in feminine initiation, because generally, you know, it's not necessarily talked about um, in a way that, translates into everyday experience but I think you know one of the aspects that is so beautiful about working with the divine feminine is that it's where the birthing happens so if anyone has been in that experience where maybe in their meditation in their dreams in their hopes and visions they see this beautiful world and all these really incredible, um, numinous and nourishing possibilities and yet when it comes down to their daily experience, um, how they're living their lives, what happens in their workplace or their body or their health or their relationships that may not necessarily be mirrored back to them. So there can be this phase on the path um, where there is this frustration between, you know, what you feel and sense and see and know is possible and what is actually the you know, the living experience um in your life. And part of the the beautiful redemption and, and the healing that comes through tapping into the sacred feminine and, and really embracing that process. Um, we can talk about how to do that today, but the you know, the vision and the um the real life, the the separation between the two the dissonance between the two actually becomes a lot less and you start to begin to essentially be living what it is that you are dreaming and envisioning. That is so timely
0: now. As many people, it's so easy to look around at the world and get frustrated. But what we do is really stay focused on new earth, stay focused on our dreams, stay focused on the qualities of creation through the Divine Feminine, through the birthing process. Great. So that's going to be beautiful to talk about how we can truly embrace that. It is a hot topic these days. Now, you are a prolific oracle goddess. You've got a number of oracle (laughs) cards. In fact, uh, and I have the Quan Yin oracle deck from you. And it's just so beautiful because they really do speak to us. Uh, And it it helps us know where we're at and what we can do to relax in a situation or move through uh, some rougher energy with a higher light. So you wanted to talk a little bit about signs of when we are in feminine initiation. And by the word initiation, this could be... Uh, some trials and tribulations or uh, challenging episodes of growth.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I'll speak to that in a moment, but I I just wanted to respond to what you said about the Kuan Yin Oracle. um, And and thank you for that because it's so beautiful. But you know what's really um, so moving about the feedback I receive for for any of the decks, but especially Kuan Yin because that was the first one that I wrote. When I was writing it, um, I had no sense of any, you know, aspect of what was going to unfold with um, publishing and my journey in that regard. So it was really a leap of faith and I remember when I was writing it I sort of said to my guidance, you know, what's the best way to approach this and what sort of came through to me was just share, just write what it is that you receive from your guidance every day. Just, you know, write from that place. So I thought, okay, I'm I'm just going to write with the same voice and the same messages and the same uh, tone that I comes through that. for me every day. And I remember when I was writing, I'm thinking, I don't know if anyone's going to relate to this at all. And uh, But I just thought, that but I have to agree. do it this way. Um, and then the you know the response and it's been translated into a number of languages and you know it's one of the decks really that people connect with so profoundly and I think what is really beautiful about that is you know spirit knows what we need and it's it, it sometimes you know our own thought processes can get in the way of how we think things should be or we can make it more complicated than what it needs to be but when we just sort of trust that inner knowing and allow spirit to do what it needs to do, it has a remarkably practical quality to it. It can sort out, you know, every aspect of our lives. And I think this is a nice kind of segue into the sacred feminine because part of what this journey is about is really taking spirit beyond the meditation, you know, beyond the healing room and actually having it where it shows up and it guides us with everything from our financial situation to where we live to um, our love life, all of our relationships, you know, what kind of vitamin supplements we take, how we get ourselves out of uh, maybe a health habit or situation that's not working for us. You know, there's no limits around um, what spirit will, you know, or the divine, the universe, whatever word you want to use, um, but is able to help us with and willing and really wants to, assist us with. And I think part of, you know, the courage that's required to take the feminine journey and to go through feminine initiation really starts from a place of having trust in the generosity of the universe and the the goodwill of it. And, you know, if we haven't had necessarily a, a I don't know what a perfect childhood is, but I'm pretty sure most people haven't had it. Um, so, you know, if we've started with any kind of, um, very normal human experiences of lack and disappointment and um, betrayal maybe amongst some positive experiences but it's amazing how we can as a culture kind of tend to dwell on the negative at times. Um, You know if we've had that This notion of unconditional trust in the universe is really undoing um, a lot of that program and flying in the face of everything that we've been, you know, subconsciously kind of conditioned with by society and, and, oh my goodness, advertising and mass media. So, you know, it's really sometimes feels a bit crazy. And I think that's such a good sign if you're taking steps where you feel like, you know, oh my gosh, is this completely nuts? But something within me is saying yes. I'm such Mm. a fan. Mm. I'm such a supporter. Of people actually taking those steps because it's often in those little you know pattern or habit breakers that spirit begins to get in and just go yes you know we can they just you know just this tiny little doorway a little crack little you know portal. just the smallest step that can allow for so many changes to come from that um, and I'm I do go on tangents as you see I, I will talk about initiation but I just wanted to um, Oh, yes well I love that, that unconditional trust that you had,
0: knowing what you know within yourself, to be bold enough to go forward with it, not to second-guess it, but to take that mm-hmm. leap of faith. That really is important, and that's actually the work that you do, and you do a bunch of um, workshops on soul guidance, even next year, helping people with that. So it does take a lot of faith, and I loved that you embraced the process instead of um, figuring out how you were going to get it published, right? That would be more of the masculine side where you just were the creative. You allowed it to flow. You allowed it to come forth and you didn't judge it.
1: Yes, I love that you've said that because I I think sometimes, you know, even very well-meaning people who... um want to hold a vision for you, but you could say to someone, oh, I think I'm going to write a book and they might be like, oh, I haven't you know? I haven't even put pen to paper yet and they're already uh-huh. saying, oh, who do, you, who do you think will publish it? It's like, oh my goodness, you know, <laughs> it's a little bit too far. You know, we can set ourselves up for anxiety and distrust so unnecessarily and I think for people who are spiritually inclined, we tend to be quite visionary. So, you know, it's just our way. We tend to sort of look for the big picture and see possibilities and this is a beautiful Quality, You know, it's it's a wonderful thing, but we just have to be careful, I think, that we don't allow that to become something that sort of, you know, is the spiritual equivalent of tying our shoelaces together and then tripping over, you know, we sort of have to come back to the moment and see the vision, it's sort of like the eagle medicine, you know, see the big um, picture Of what's possible and then come back and be you know the very you know not so glamorous not so exciting maybe it's not the animal totem that you want to have in your meditation maybe you want the eagle but maybe you know just coming back and being the mouse or being the rabbit and just you know on the ground just taking those small little steps and that i think when you mentioned you know honoring the process that is the real Test and the real opportunity around working with the feminine energies because the moment we connect with them we start to birth. So we're birthing our creative projects. We're essentially birthing ourselves, our own souls, and moving from, you know, what we've begun with. You know, maybe transforming some of those wounds into wisdom, and from that place through that inner work, actually becoming you know, the truth and the fullness of our spiritual potentiality, which we feel. I'm sure, you know, so many of us feel it's that sense of yearning that we have sometimes or that feeling something's meant to be happening or, um, you know, I feel like I'm meant to be doing something or there's some Mm -hmm. kind of purpose, there's a meaning. And so we sense it. And there can be this frustration, especially in Western culture, I think, around what to do about that. But that's the masculine it's sort of, and there's nothing wrong with the masculine, it has its place. But when we try to do a feminine function with the masculine energy, it doesn't work. And I think the feminine function here is honoring that we sense that inner you know, potential and beauty and divinity, trusting that it's real what we're sensing and then moving into the process of, okay, how can we give this? a chance to birth. And the first thing that you, you know, have touched on there around honoring the process, it's definitely part of it. We've got to kind of see the glorious end result and then give it up and come back to what's happening and take the journey step by step to actually get there. Sort of like, you know, being at the top of the mountain, you've got to come down to then journey to the next part of your your path.
0: And there's a sense of being very patient with the timelines. In fact, there really is no time deadlines or requirements it it must unfold organically or naturally and I think that is something that we're not used to doing as well so we can talk a little bit more about that and the process when we get there yeah Mm -hmm.
1: yeah look I love that it's funny I um I, when I was in, I was teaching some classes in Turkey uh, in Istanbul and I found this pendant, this beautiful carved carnelian pendant that I really loved um, and it had Arabic script on it and I, or well, Farsi actually but I didn't know what it was and I kept asking people and all they would say is, oh, it's good. So I, <laughs> so I had this pendant and I was wearing it and loved it but I never really knew what it said and then when I got back to Australia, I suddenly thought of um, the artist and Rumi scholar Rasuli, who has done the art for my Rumi Oracle and also uh, the Journey of Love Oracle and we're working on another project together which I'm very excited about. Um, So I sent him a picture of it and I said, you know, can you tell me what this means? And he sent me back a translation and it was um, a Sufi proverb and it's essentially that the divine grants destiny with compassion and I absolutely loved it because it really kind of gave rise to this notion that you're talking about with patience you know of trusting in the timing and I know for me and some of your listeners may relate to this but my sense of what I thought the timing should be for pretty much everything (laughs) in my life has been so far ahead you know so much faster than what it has actually been and yet every time something eventually place, I have the same thought which is, oh my goodness, I actually wouldn't have been ready for this any time sooner than now because of everything Mm -hmm. that I've had to go through, you know, to kind of be able to, yeah, be present in that uh, situation and to really, yes, yes. So there's a real, this generosity again. I think, you know, sometimes if we're very kind of driven more A-type personalities and I mean most modern women, we really are the kind of get stuff done sort of mm-hmm. people <laughs> you know, we, we have to be so yeah so this notion of kind of trusting and allowing this sense of um, a delay and not even thinking of it as a delay but thinking of it as a nurturing loving hand of the universe that's actually saying hey let's not try to go straight from seed to fruit let's actually give you a chance to become you know the tree for a while to fulfill your destiny and to provide you know shade and shelter and all of these things and then there will be the you know the flowers and then there will be the fruit and it's sort of you know you don't have to jump any steps and then all of a sudden instead of it being delay, it becomes you know, co-creation and I think for me, I was never a patient person um, but I really am these days and what's changed for me is my understanding of what patience actually is. For me it's allowing the universe to give me a helping hand and to be honest I've got enough that I want to accomplish that I don't have to prove to myself or anyone else anymore that I have to do it all off my own bat. I can get so much more Shared for the greater benefit and feel happier and more well and more energized and more plugged into the universe if I allow spirit to really, you know, do spirit's part, which is sorting out the who, the when, the where, and all the details. And I just show up and do the part that I need to do. But it really does involve this kind of reframe of the feminine within ourselves to be more receptive. Um, And yes, we keep our individuality and independence, but not to the point where we block the help that the universe actually wants to bring to us so that we can, you know, fulfill our path.
0: Yes, it's uh, allowing the stars to align, so to speak. I love that. Okay, well, Mm. we're going to, we can take some questions from our audience in a little bit here, but let's go back now to feminine initiation and explore that just a little bit more. So the signs that were in it, you know, I'd say that many of us are in it right now, um, and it's a call to be authentic, more authentic, to do things in a stepped-up way, to up our games. So those could be some of the ways that we're feeling it. But you said earlier that we really do sense it. We sense that there's something else that we could be doing. So yes, how do we handle those initiations?
1: Yeah, look the first thing I think is really recognizing that that's what's happening because I know you know with the feminine and with being true to the feminine initiation process and just let me explain when I say initiation I mean something that appears on the surface of things to be a challenge or even a trauma but through the process of it actually becomes a source of our empowerment. Mm -hmm. So this, you know, could be someone that has a childhood wound and through working through it they discover their sensitivity and realize that they have a healing channel and that they can assist people. So that might be one example, Um, but you know, some of the signs of feminine initiation, it, it happens in a few ways. Sometimes it can be very physical, you know, because the feminine is very much about how does the spiritual, the internal, the eternal, Um, intersect and then flow through the physical into the material world you know it's all about how do we birth so sometimes it's the body um, and it can show up in a health issue um, it can show up in depression or anxiety, anything that's going to really, that on the surface you think, oh, I, possibly your first response is, I'd rather this not be happening. <laughs> you know, your prayers might initially be, oh, gosh, how can we just get rid of this? But it's the thing that doesn't go away and that you actually have to journey into and through and through that process the wisdom energy um, and the the awareness and the empowerment is actually birthed through that healing process. The other way it can show up um, is depression. Um, look there's many ways but generally what they have in common is um, there's avoidance at first. there's something that we don't necessarily want to embrace. We don't always understand it and I think one of the real key signs that you're in a feminine initiation is you don't know the top from the bottom you have no idea what's really happening or how to move through it you might find if you have a very developed masculine or that you know you're kind of connecting with society members that have a very developed masculine there'll be all these approaches do this do that fix it you know change this change your attitude and and all these more kind of surface approaches that even though they might be good in other circumstances don't actually really feel like they're hitting the depths of what needs to shift and transform you know in that moment so it's sort of like there's this deeper process of something that needs to happen and if we have trust and courage around it and allow ourselves to be guided there will be a period of time where eventually usually afterwards, I might add, Um, but eventually we start to see where the love and the genius and the usefulness of what we've actually gone through, you know, is there for us, but it's not there straight away. So we can really feel a little bit crazy and there can be moments when we're going through this where we just kind of have to deal with whatever our issues are in relation to the universe which are very often the same issues that we've had with our parents. You know, do we trust? Um, Do we believe that, you know, we're going to be supported? Um, Do we feel like we're doing something wrong? Do we start to think, oh, my dreams must be rubbish because they're not manifesting yet or now? And... Everyone else thinks I'm crazy to keep working on something for 10 years and it hasn't happened and I must be delusional. And, you know, we go through this process of what are the things that we would make more real to us than the belief in what the seed is in our heart and our love and belief in the universe. So it can be, it's pretty advanced stuff. It really is.
0: Oh, yes. And it deals with really unraveling or dismantling or deprogramming belief systems Right, as we've grown up in a very masculine world. And so those initiations, what you're saying is we may avoid it at first because it might be too painful to walk through, but really Mm -hmm. it's a call to bring us to those feminine aspects of trust and courage and allowing ourselves to be guided. So when we're talking about our intuition, I know uh, personally, If I don't follow my intuition, sometimes I get a big slap on the hand or a ticket. (laughs) I had one of those where I got a ticket from a police car. It was really interesting. But we learn to trust that inner guidance. So what would you say for people who are new at trusting their intuition? What are um, some things to begin to cultivate a listening attitude and a trusting attitude?
1: Yeah, look, I love that question um, and I, I just I had to laugh when you said about, you know, not listening to your intuition and then getting yeah. a slap. There's a, <laughs> there's a writer uh, and a scientist, uh, Dr. Fred Bell, and he's written a few books I think, but I just remember one line from a book that he wrote saying um, that he called intuition that voice that you wished you had listened to, which <laughs> I thought was quite perfect. Um, So I think for someone who's new or even for you know those of us that have been doing this for a long time you know having an attitude of curiosity um, rather than having preconceived ideas because the more I work with spirit um, and the more I open to allow spirit to guide me the more I realize that my own mental habits are really quite inadequate compared to what is actually possible uh, in terms of healing in terms of the swiftness and the depth and the permanence of healing. Um How easily things can work out, how sometimes these really huge problems that we build up in our minds can unravel and unfold with this kind of spiritual intervention if we allow it. So, you know, part of it is curiosity and not having a fixed idea about what the answer is going to be. And probably the main thing for any of us that are feeling like, you know, we need to sort of tune in more and connect with our feeling and our truth if we're finding it hard to really do that often it's just because it's an overload you know we have so much information kind of pouring into our being I, I don't know if you've ever sort of been just doing your day-to-day business and all of a sudden you have an advertising jingle in your head that you just can't stop singing or a song that's just on repeat in your mind and you're not even listening to it it's or someone's you know conversation that you had with so-and-so about Mm -hmm. something is kind of playing through your head. It's like there's all this information and for us to be able to hear, I sort of sometimes describe it like the sweet, persistent, quiet, angelic voice within when there's sort of a rock band of distraction playing around us. So sometimes the best thing that we can do is just give ourselves that simple opportunity to empty out And to just begin to focus on the breath and do a simple meditation or relaxation practice or both ideally every day for as long as you can manage. So that might be five minutes. It might be longer than that. Um, But where you just have that time where you can connect and breathe. And, you know, that doesn't sound like much but it pays huge dividends in terms of you beginning to actually feel what is true for you. So that's the first step. And then the second step is having enough self-esteem and self-respect that you actually value it. And this is where the kind of the feminine and the masculine energies within all of us really begin to show the healthiness of their intimacy or lack thereof. So the feminine really gives us the truth of the feeling and then it's the masculine energy within that decides whether or not we're going to take it seriously and act on it. And we really do need that healthy masculine that's going to kind of stand up and say, this matters. This matters enough for me to get out of this job that my feminine is telling me is killing my soul or that, You know this relationship really needs some kind of um, radical transfusion of healing energy because it's just not healthy so I'm going to see a counselor or I'm going to step back or, or leave the relationship or you know make some kind of step that honors the feminine and feels truthful and it's sort of this balance between the feeling and the action that starts to become more congruent as these energies are moved through the feminine initiation we're really kind of shown where we're out of harmony with ourselves but also the beauty and the power of what can happen when we do move into more of that harmony with ourselves things can become a lot easier and i don't know about you but i just think life can you know have enough challenges for us it's nice that things can be a bit easier doesn't always have to be harder the more you know we walk along the spiritual path.
0: Yes, and so that's so beautifully said, this harmony within ourselves, the balance between the masculine and the feminine. So it does not matter if we are in physical form in a male or a female body. We need to balance those aspects. And so uh, beautiful. I love that daily meditation to be able to connect and hear that small voice and then to have the self-esteem and the self-respect to value it. Again, that is the balance of the masculine and the feminine. So very yes. beautiful. I know that's helpful to all types of people who are dealing with this this balance. So that yeah. is beautiful.
1: And, and I think too. I mean, these are, you know the people that are doing this work. We're the kind of the rebels and the spiritual, you know, movers and shakers who see what is happening in the world and see the way that we're being told we should live, you know, always either strapped to a machine or disconnected from our natural rhythms and where creativity is something that maybe we can do occasionally on a weekend workshop, but unless it's going to create, you know, a six-figure um, salary every year, then we have to ignore it. And all this just absolute mm-hmm. nonsense soul destroying nonsense you know where art is valued for how much money it can bring in rather than actually what it does for the soul in the creation of it so you know when we see these things and think this isn't right and i want to live differently I, you know there's part of the soul just ignites and then it's sort kind of like okay let's go on this healing journey so that the feminine within that really recognizes these beautiful truths of yes i want to live in a different way and i want to have natural light and i want to breathe clean air and have clean water and I want to feel like I can do something in the face of the the pain and the suffering that I see so many beings in the world feeling like yes I don't want to be deflated and and crushed and overwhelmed by those things. I want to feel that I'm part of this living spiritual community that is in the spirit world and in human form working together to bring about something that is just you know true and makes sense and is life-affirming and then we sort of think okay so the masculine that needs to come in to support me in that, even if everyone around me is saying you're a dreamer, you're crazy, it's not practical, you need to get, you know, a real job or come back to earth or whatever. And, you know, you can actually hold fast to your truth in the face of that and just have that patience and that kind of cheeky inner smile that sort of, you know, just taps you into your truth where you know, hey, you might not see it right now, but I know what is possible and I choose to put my faith in it because we have the choice about how we want to use our consciousness. And if you've made that vote, um, and I'm assuming all of your listeners really have, or they wouldn't have even found you, but that vote where you decide... Yeah, I want to use my consciousness for something constructive. I do not want to kind of slip it behind the curve where it's sitting down, you know, with the rest of mass consciousness in fear and doubt and competition and greed and hate and aversion and all of this consumerism, excess and nonsense. I actually want it to be in a place where it's about birthing and creating and sharing and making a contribution for the greater good of all, then you're going to be given the life experiences that you need to kind of build that spiritual muscle to be able to do this. And whilst it sounds like a lot of work, and in some ways it is, there's so much joy. You know, I don't know if you've ever had the experience of maybe... I don't know. A friend told me the other day, she's so funny, like she's athletic, gorgeous fit girl. We always do yoga together. And she came into yoga the other week and she had such a smile on her face and she's like, I'm so impressed with myself. I just did a box jump. And it was like she'd finally mastered this thing, which of course she could always do, but she just didn't know um, until she'd actually done it. So there's this joy that comes through in the mastery of being able to hold your center when there's fear around you, being able to be in the truth of your body, And your intuition and just know that you're going to back yourself no matter what is going on around you and know that the universe is always going to rise up and meet you at this level of higher consciousness and support you it really takes some courage and a lot of kind of that sort of sassy irreverent kind of gutsy attitude but you know i think most People who are on the spiritual path are kind of divine badasses underneath it all, anyway. (laughs) So we've got it it within us.
0: (laughs) Yes, we are divine badasses. Beautiful. (laughs) Well, I love it because you know, even in your own life, and I know people who um, go forward with their passion. When we're able to create that space for ourselves, maybe we may be on a bridge, so to speak, from getting out of the job that pays us to put a roof over our head, but we're just slowly taking steps into doing what we love, bringing forth our passion, being creative, allowing that to flow forward, then going out and being in nature and being in joy, not focusing on the dollar amount in your bank account there is this inspiration that comes forth and and we've labeled it intuition and guidance but that is what brings forth new ways to then maybe create a revenue stream for it but the key is to begin doing it somehow to to put one foot in front of the other and start to do something fun and joyful and in your own story you've created so many uh oracle cards you're published again around the world and you didn't put the end goal of how it was going to get done in the forefront instead you you wrote and you allowed it to flow through you and that did indeed support you so it wasn't always easy but the end result is is true liberation from those old systems of programming that ties us down to um, jobs and and things just to put a roof over our head
1: yeah look i think it's so important what you've said and and i really do want to share with your listeners like it was very difficult for me to make the transition i would i bumbled it was inelegant (laughs) i stuffed it up a couple of times but i just i hated working in a corporate field i mean i sort of was raised in in some ways a very open-minded family but in other ways quite um bound in the mainstream ideas about fear and survival um really having to hold on to every dollar and if you didn't have everything planned out financially then it was just you know dreadful and things just may fall apart at any moment and i sort of had a lot of fear around um money and being supported so but at the same time I'm such a kind of free-spirited person. I really didn't want to work in a a job that was so structured. It just it it might work for some people really well, but it didn't work for me at all. I um got anxiety. I was, sort of had a form of depression. I wasn't on medication, but it was, you know, bad enough that it was affecting my, you know, sense of natural joy. Kind of disappeared. Everything seemed really bleak, and I just couldn't understand how I could move from this path that was taking me in a direction that I had no passion for and no real desire other than I have to provide for myself financially, um, you know, or this other way that I kind of felt in my heart and I didn't really know what it looked like but I just knew it would somehow have the elements. Of Mm -hmm. life that I loved you know I'd have time in nature and I'd be able to write and I'd be able to fulfill my passionate obsession with all things spiritual but I didn't know how they were going to work so what I did and you really said this so beautifully I put one step after the other and I asked for signs um, And, you know, eventually one of those signs was I asked to, you know, get out of this job that I hated. And I was just at the point where my fear of not being financially supported was a little bit less than my just hatred for this job that I was in and I just had to get out of. And so I, you know, I just tuned into my intuition. I said, look, I need to leave. What should I do? And I thought of this healing center that was around the corner from where I lived at the time. It just popped into my mind. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to ring them and see if they have a job for any healers. Um, So I rang the lady that that ran that center and she just said, oh, that's funny. We actually do. We have a, a vacancy on a Monday and a Tuesday because the healer we used to have isn't working. We want to build those days up. So it wasn't a huge thing. It wasn't a guaranteed income, but it was enough of a sign where I thought, you know what, that's the crack in the door and spirit will do the rest. So I literally resigned from my job that night and I felt so much relief. And I started work you know that following week at this healing center and then of course I was hit with the inner fear I'm not going to be supported where's my next you know money for rent and food and how's this going to work and basically I did battle with my own fear but you know through that entire process I always had my needs met because I was taking the right path and spirit was there for me and it's Mm -hmm. just what I had to learn was to stop making things harder stop creating this fear that came from my childhood belief systems and just see it for what it was, something that's not actually necessarily true. And this is where I began to realize, my goodness, Spirit actually will cover us in every aspect of our life when we're taking the right path. So, you know, we're living our Dharma if you want to take a Buddhist perspective. We're, We're in the right place for us. So if you're a singer, if you're an artist, if you're a writer, if you don't know what you are but you know that something within you is not in the right place. You know you, you can't grow the correct plant in the wrong soil. It, it needs what it needs to develop and you know the universe hasn't created us one way and then forgotten about us and plonked us in the world in the wrong life you know and just said okay you'll just have to deal with it. It actually wants to help us so we have so much already in our favor but it is a huge journey of trust. It is a huge journey of trust and what you said there
0: is, is really what I call getting out of our own way. And it's mm. all of, all of those belief systems that we were programmed with in as a child and that we came into this incarnation with, right? Like you have to work hard for the money or, you know, as people who step out of their job and go into a business of their own, one of the first things to overcome is this sense of guilt. That you should be busy all the time. That you should not, like if it's eight o'clock, get up and get busy doing something. But it really is a big, big deprogramming from that whole system and moving into this more feminine aspect and balancing both of it.
1: You're so right and I mean I have a lot of discipline in my life but I also have a lot of space for joy and I sort of look at my life and I think well I work hard but I have a way of living that really honors my well-being but I'm in my 40s and it took me this long to ditch all the guilt and the conditioning Mm -hmm. that I should be running myself ragged and exhausted all the time before I could earn the right to feel like I could have a break it, it was ridiculous because I you know kept burning myself, <coughs> excuse me, burning myself out, creating all these health problems which would stop me from actually doing what i 'm here to do so I, I think you 're mm-hmm. true i think it 's kind of having a different viewpoint about what 's appropriate and again, having the courage to stand by yourself um, and to feel that that you know is okay, and I think this is also where the feminine energies of the goddess can be so helpful whether you're, you know, just exploring them. I've written a book, um, uh, Crystal Goddesses 888, that describes, you know, ways that you can connect with the different goddesses. But, you know, whether it's through prayer or one of the ways in the book or just through your own explorations, but they have a different kind of feminine archetype and there's so much variety. This is what I love about these kind of uh, forms of the sacred feminine from a number of different cultures you know if you are in a place where you feel like you're surrounded by darkness or evil or just challenge whether it's within yourself or the world around you you know connecting with Kali from the Indian tradition she's so fierce and she's just meant to be sort of energetically uh, vast and empty and black enough that she can absorb everything you know so you've kind of got this amazing warrior goddess ally on your side or it might be that you're learning to become softer you know you you touched on something earlier when you said you know it can be good to connect with things that bring you joy when we want to shift into the feminine you know flow of sort of people sometimes call it ease and grace you know ease and grace then there's Lushmi, also from the Hindu tradition um, and she's this you know golden goddess and it was really hard. It was much easier for me to connect with Carly, actually, than it was for Lushmi. That came a lot later. And what I found with Lushmi, because it's really about stepping into an easier way of living, where instead of you having to create an income stream, which you know that just stresses me out completely, even thinking of having to do that, I just think, oh my god. You know, I'm not particularly passionate about business. I'm passionate about creativity and reaching people, but I just think, oh, I don't know how to do that. But with Lush Me, you attract an income stream. Now, that works a lot better for me. I do what I love and the universe responds by bringing me opportunities. I much prefer that way and that's Lush Me. But what I found in connecting with her is that I had to give up a lot of um, old unconscious beliefs. I you know, I didn't realise how much these things were there and how they were affecting my life and making me sort of work harder than I needed to in a way that didn't actually get me further. So I had to give up Mm -hmm. self worth issues, I had to give up guilt about receiving. I even had this thing that came up around, oh, if my life is easier, you know, how's my partner gonna handle it? Because he said to me at the time we're not together anymore actually but that relationship was very healing for me in a challenging way but he used to get jealous of you know my lifestyle and he he resented it because he was still in the fear-based you know mindset and i remember you know saying to him you can have what i have but you have to be willing to take the journey to get it you know you can't just click your fingers and it's done you you have to be willing to confront your issues and open up to the universe and take the steps so you know, Lushmi is a beautiful energy for those that are maybe working with self-worth and feel like everything has to be a slog. It always has to be harder or there always needs to be more. It's sort of another mountain to climb. She really can soften that energy for us and help us find a much more feminine, graceful, receptive kind of way.
0: Yes, beautiful. So these are the different aspects of the Divine Feminine that we can call on. And this Mm. is what you really help people do as they, they connect to their divine soul and their highest spiritual destiny. So I would like to have you take a few callers. Listeners, if you're on the phone, star two will raise your hand and you can ask a message to Alana. And Alana, we have someone... Uh, who sent in a question over our Q&A and yeah. uh, I don't see that person on the phone line uh, but this person says I am challenged with transgender feelings bursting to be a female in a male body fear of societal and self-rejection anything that you can offer this person?
1: Oh um, Well I would say this is a child of um, the Divine Madonna you know the the Mother Goddess, because I think so many people that are going through these experiences of really living in, um, in between the clear kind of boundaries that mainstream culture is set up around male and female. You know, they're extraordinary, these kind of um, souls that are exploring the in-between spaces. This is really um, one of those profoundly feminine initiations, which is about having the courage to take your journey and just you know, some of the the helpfulness or the, um, the support for that can really come from the people that you surround yourself with. So whilst you can't necessarily um, or practically, you know, cut yourself off from anything that elicits a negative response, but you can choose to kind of balance out, you know, the good influences in your life by seeking out supportive people to help you sort of be there For the journey. What I did get from um, the Divine Mother for that person actually was take your time, don't rush anything, work through the feelings and then see where it leads you. Um, But to do that I would really recommend some kind of therapeutic um, counselling or support. That kind of person who's in your corner and can just give you the space to process and work through and get to that place of deep truth um, and help you find practical ways to express it. Oh, that's such a blessed person in our lives.
0: Beautiful. Okay. Thank you for that. That is very helpful. Okay, let's go to a caller. Lexington, Massachusetts, area code 781. Hi, you're unmuted. What's your name, please?
2: Hello, can you hear me?
0: Yes, hi.
2: Hi, it, it, uh, this is Kim calling. How hi, Kim. Doing? Hi, hi hey, Kim. I, I love you both.
3: Oh, hi. I love you too.
2: <laughs> I I was that person uh, that you just talked about.
4: Okay.
2: I I, okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I put my last four digits on the message, but I forgot to hit the star two button.
0: Okay, beautiful. Well, was that helpful then?
2: Yeah, it has been. I've been in a therapeutic setting for a long time. Now, I called you a couple years ago, Loren, um, on a healing conversations, and I was in a, a much worse situation. I've been coming to accept myself more and more, but I'm calling today just to get in touch with the blessings from both you and from source as I work to build a more positive life, you know, to find that self-love, that birthing process, which is a painful at times, yes. you know, I reach out. Um, and I don't know if you remember my last call. I'm also very disabled. I was a, a wild child in my teenage years. I got into a couple of serious accidents, which eventually resulted in my being wheelchair-dependent. But yet my masculine energies got me to the point where I got a college degree, went through serious surgeries. You know, and I'm gainfully employed, but it's making those spiritual connections with other people that have been difficult.
1: I just think you're amazing. You have a fearless quality in your spirit and uh, as you were speaking, I was just feeling that fearlessness that's really willing to embrace and move through situations that a more timid soul would really not be ready to, you know, move through with peace because that's the thing also that comes through when you speak. I don't, I recognize the pain and the authenticity of that pain, but I don't see you stuck in bitterness at all. Um, You actually have this, kind of love and compassion that comes through your being which is really beautiful so you know what I sort of am feeling for you is just this profound honoring from the divine um, of who you are and what your spiritual journey is and that you know when you ask for help it will certainly continue to be given to you but I really honor your courage and the truth of your journey I think it's quite beautiful and very astounding
2: thank you my dear you know I give hugs to both you and And, Loren, we ought to get a gala together for everyone to meet.
0: <laughs> that would be very cool. That would be so cool. And One. we should live stream it for everyone, too. Okay. <laughs> Thanks so much, Kim. Thank you.
3: Bye, All Kim. Right. Thank, Thank you. you.
0: Bye. Okay. Yeah, we can feel that. It, it feels very empowering. And to be able to connect with Goddess Energy on a nurturing feminine side that's very fun to witness and experience. And so you teach this as well, and you've got a new year-long course. It's an online certification for healers. Uh, yes. Talk a little bit about that for healers out there and even for those who may not even know that they're healers.
1: Yeah, well, it's funny, you know, when I talked earlier about the Kuan Yin Oracle and how when I was writing it, I wasn't sure, you know, if people were going to connect with it. The same thing happened with this training, which has been channeled through the same guides that um, give me the, you know, the soul and the content for the various Oracle decks and books that I write. Um, So the online healer training, it runs from February through to the end of November every year. Um, And it's... Really, uh, it's called Soul Guidance and Sacred Mentoring and it's essentially got two parts to it. One is the personal healing journey and then the second part, if they want to um, pick that up, they can, um, but it's optional. But that is the professional healer training side of it. Um, And look, the basis of it is that we connect people in with divine energy. And what has been so fascinating for me is that We've had people that have joined that are completely new to all of this stuff and we've had people that, you know, join up and become trainees and practitioners that have been doing this work for 20 years. And the thing that has astonished me is just how much they feel this energy and then go, I've never experienced anything like this before. And I sort of wonder, you know, what have we been plugging into if this is new? Because the energy that comes through, you know, it's the angelic frequency the ascended masters, which are these beautiful spiritual beings um, that love humanity unconditionally and and help us on, you know, really all parts of our path. Um and then the divine feminine energy of the various goddesses and we sort of move through many things from developing you know a sense of your own presence to opening your heart connecting with the soul empowering your sense of voice in the world and and what you want to step forward with and the whole thing is really you're sort of thrown into this ocean of beautiful divine energy and then we have these you know structures and forms that we work with to help bring out whatever healing needs to happen for yourself whilst developing skills as a healer so it it's quite a powerful thing we have um, practitioners and trainees from all over the world many from the United States Canada Asia Australia all over Europe um, it's really quite um, even Africa it's amazing um, the blend and you know the way that people connect and have this really beautiful loving sense of family so even though it's online it's really held. I'm very active. We do regular sort of channeling sessions for questions and guidance and it, it's it's a very living thing. So you actually feel it. I feel it when people come into the field um, and then you know when they shift from trainee to practitioner um, after the training is finished that first year then there's another shift again. So it's not sort of like a disembodied online training where you just sort of are there and there's no real connection. It's actually quite a changing thing and I think because it is a longer course it's not sort of a few months you really have time to cook and the transformations that people go through in this it's quite extraordinary we you know we've had just writers that have suddenly developed, you know, the ability to attract um, writing contracts. We've had people whose marriages have suddenly just, you know, developed the most extraordinary sex life because of all the goddess energy (laughs) Um, and other people that, you know, just release childhood issues. I mean, I'm astounded by it. I'm so honored by just seeing these beautiful, courageous changes that people make as they're, you know, just held in this loving energy. It's really the sacred feminine. This incredible acceptance and birthing energy.
0: Yes. Accepting and birthing the divine feminine. So mm. beautiful. Connecting with it. And, and that helps clear out again those belief systems. So that is beautiful. And my goodness. So you've got that program. It begins in February 2018. And you have module one half off. So module one, is that the same year-long program?
1: So it's in four modules um, and the special offer that we have for your listeners is that if they want to just try it, if they're not sure, but they want to just try the first module and um, we're offering it for half the usual price which is normally, uh, and this is in Australian dollars so it will be a little bit yet uh, less in US dollars but it's 444 Per module in uh, Australian dollars, and we're offering it, yeah, at half price, so they can have a taster. And then if they like it, they can continue with the training for the other modules. Or if they think, no, that's enough, I've, you know, got enough out of it for what I liked, then, you know, that's fine too. But they have a chance to kind of tap into this energy that's just so beautiful.
0: Yes, it's so beautiful and available on our planet now more than yes. ever, and it must yeah. become a part of our life. It must. It, it's here. It will. It cannot help but become a part of our lives, so it's we true. might as well get ahead of it and embrace it. All right. Well, thank you for that special offer. Of course, it's available on the special offer button on this webpage. page. Okay, I will go back to the phone line in a moment. I want to get to Margarita, who sends in a message over the chat. And she says, "Is uh Margarita in Cuernavaca says, Is there any message for me, age 64, not a cent in the bank, deeply in debt, sporadic translating or acting jobs, caregiver for a 62-year-old brother who is, quote, on his journey, ha-ha hmm she says that's margarita wow
1: look um you're clearing i know that this lifetime has held a lot of challenge for you and it's almost like um trying to push your head kind of out of the bubble um that keeps sort of somehow being strong enough that it sort of holds you in it but what i was saying for you um I don't know what your devotional practice is spiritually, but I was feeling Mother Mary, um, whom I just love and feel is beyond any religion. Um and I, I just felt keep putting your mind in her. Keep let your prayers be to her. So the many restrictions that you're feeling around you where things aren't flowing in the way that you would like, try not to focus on them. Try to focus on Mary and through that, you know, whether it's prayer or just thinking of her during the day or resting with her in your heart before you go to sleep at night, then allow her to do what she can do for you. Um, to begin to shift those things because there's definitely potential for growth but I do feel very strongly to say to you you are clearing a lot of karmic stuff um, and this is a good thing but to use the divine connection to allow you to find you know more peace and grace in that process and perhaps even some new opportunities for you to use your beautiful skills um, to you know to open up to abundance but also just want to affirm that you're a beautiful being and you're doing you know very important and beautiful work for your brother whether or not that is always acknowledged but spirit sees the truth of what you're doing and the truth of your heart beautiful thank you for that
0: Okay, Layla has a question. Layla in the UK. I've been practicing part-time as an energy healer and still feel like there's so much being activated within me in terms of these abilities. However, in terms of approaching it as a business, I lack confidence around what it is I offer and feel uncomfortable talking about it. I've been wondering if I need more training to help build my confidence or whether the practice for me is to keep trusting and doing and letting go of these slippery beliefs by stepping up more fully into a public and professional role.
1: Yeah, I love your energy. Um, You're—they <laughs> were showing me you like a butterfly that keeps flitting from um, you know this and then that and then that. Not in a bad way, but just in the sense that you will always be having different learnings and activations as you're growing. Even ten years from now, if you're full time as a healer and doing whatever you do, you'll still be having them. So don't feel that there's ever a point where that just stops and then you're done. And you know, I think you'd find that quite boring anyway. So there's always going to be that beautiful unfolding. Um, I didn't necessarily feel that the answer was for you to get more training, although at some point, you know, you might find that beneficial. It's probably more around are you putting yourself in the right situations where you're getting support to build up the base chakra and your connection to the earth so that you can feel that sense that. The universe wants to support you because a lot of that confidence and being able to talk about what you do, I mean we have a whole section in the training on that because you're not alone in it, you know. You're basically going into the world talking about something that not everyone accepts is even real, let alone that it has value. So a lot of energy workers that really do know how powerful this work is really can still struggle with confidence and, you know, how do I begin to be authentic within myself and yet not come off as a crazy person or shut down any possibility of communication with others because they don't understand me, you know, but how do I stay true to myself? So, this is a thing that we do look at in the training, but... For you, I would say either consider the training but also I would just suggest get a mentor, beloved, like someone who, and I don't mean a spiritual mentor necessarily, I mean someone who maybe you've seen um, has made some strides in their own business. It might be you know, someone who works as a healer but not as alternative as what you are doing but it just needs to be someone who can kind of be there and show you that it's possible um For you to you know earn an income doing what you love in a field that 's not necessarily mainstream, and that they can kind of support you in just taking some practical steps it 's much more the earthy stuff for you to to focus on and and just remember you don 't have to do everything on your own spirit and your guidance will help you with everything I mean they tell me. Because I'm hopeless at marketing or whatever, it's just not my thing. I don't have a lot of interest in it. Um, but they tell me, okay, we want you to do a post or we want you to do this, and they're not doing it, you know, for marketing per se. But they're doing it so that I can reach people and the people who can benefit from the work can actually find it. So. You know, we do need to have these kind of practical aspects and Spirit will help you with that. But I hope this makes some sense to you. Um, I see really beautiful development for you and some lovely things that you can share and that you're on the right path and you have a lot to offer. Um, So this is just the next growth edge, which is kind of the earthy stuff around setting up a structure and kind of bringing those inner talents step by step. There's no rush, um, but bringing those inner talents into the world
0: beautiful thank you for that okay let's go to north dade florida and it looks like anna is on the line hi anna hi hi. hi anna hi, thank hi.
5: you so wonderful to hear you alana and loren thank you so much i love the Kuan Yin oracle it has been such a, a comfort and a blessing to work with those cards so thank you so much
1: Oh, that's lovely, Anna.
2: I
5: um, I wanted you to share with us a little more about Kali, connecting with Kali. I have yes. um, struggled a bit with what you were talking about in the beginning of just having really amazing illuminated experiences, just beautiful, clear communication with um, light beings and just having these wonderful experiences. And then kind of flip flopping into really dark places um in my process where I feel paralyzed and i i I feel like that that call of the the black Madonna and Kali and mm-hmm. like fierceness that that needs to come forth to um like purify that um I was just feeling that today, just calling forth that power. Um, So if you could speak to that, that'd be great, or a message, that would be wonderful.
1: Yes. Oh, look, I so resonate with what you just said. Um, I went through something so similar, you know, in my own path earlier on, and it's sort of, I think it can be so disconcerting and so confronting when, you know, we feel that the nature of our spirit is so pure and and so loving and really focused on wanting to do good in this world. And then, you know, it it can be so puzzling when you meet this darkness and you think, what is this? Like, you know, the... The depth of it can be really, um, you talk about, you know, feeling paralyzed by it can be really overwhelming and sort of quite confusing. So I think, you know, aligning yourself with an aspect of the divine, um, that works with that darker energy. So Kali is one, Sekhmet, who I adore Mm -hmm. from the Egyptian tradition. Yeah, she's another, um, even slightly lesser known, but I have found to be so incredibly powerful. Um, and I will be bringing out a CD working with him at some point in the near future but Narasimha from the Hindu tradition um, who I love because he conquers you know the impossible he, he just makes the impossible possible so these kind of divine darker face beings even Tara has a darker mm-hmm. aspect to her um, They're really helpful because they're, you know, they're bigger than the monsters basically. (laughs) You know, so whatever Mm -hmm. it is that you're seeing or encountering, there's this feeling with these divine beings that you've kind of got this ally at your back and in your soul field that is going to make sure that when you go into that darkness, you're not going to get lost in it you are actually going to be able to figure out in due course maybe not straight away but through the process what it's helping you with and i know for me you know a lot of this was just it might sound strange but i think for some of us that really resonate more with the higher frequencies, and I call them star children, um, you know, that kind of have that more sort of pure approach. Just learning how to be human can be really weird for a while. You sort of go, oh, my gosh, I've got this shadow side and I've got to deal with these energies of ego. And it's just a little bit, odd you know it's not what we're kind of used to dealing with in these kind of higher zones but it's very necessary for us to deal with those aspects of existence if we want to birth the purity that we have within us in the world and that's kind of why you know beings like yourself are here because you do have this beauty within you and this goodness and the world really needs it Um, so you know it's sort of like okay I have this and now I need to go through this process of how do I birth it and sometimes out of that darkness especially with Kali some of the things that appear to be negative like anger for example on the surface can rise up and it's sort of at first we can think I don't like this you know it feels uncomfortable I'm not sure if it's going to turn me into a horrible person and it's you know the opposite of how I feel when I'm in that peace and that light however that anger when it's you know made to serve the divine which is what for example Sekhmet really teaches us um, can really help us not take any nonsense from people and not allow our own thoughts to stop us from making spiritual progress so if you're getting paralysis there's something that you're meeting um, in that darker energy that almost needs, for example, like that anger in a healthy way to kind of cut through it. Like I kind of want to give you a spiritual exercise, which you might enjoy, um, (laughs) you know, where you sort of stand in your backyard or in your house or pick a spot, but just stand there and kind of ask for, you know, the universal energies of love to be with you and then plug your feet into the earth and just say to your body is there anything that you want to say no to and just give her an opportunity to let it out and kind of let the energy rise up like Sekhmet fire through the body and and just say Mm -hmm. no and you might you know add some colorful expletives and swear words which I would normally you know demonstrate (laughs) for you now but (laughs) out of respect I'll just (laughs) I'll suggest that's something you might want to do at home um that you just sort of You know, allow that energy and it's sort of knowing that with that connection to Kali, you're not going to be devoured by the darkness. You will actually, you know, the feminine in you will munch it up and take it in and digest it and transform it into something that's useful. And when you feel that you, you know, are moving through this, there will be a point where you have much more balance. This kind of... um, swinging from one extreme to the other and I know a number of your listeners will probably relate to this is really part of this process that you're in but it doesn't stay like that forever. Um, You will come to a place where there's more equanimity but just have courage and keep going because this phase is important and you have um, a beautiful energy and so much wisdom so it's just let this let this happen but really look for help and the other thing that came through get a guide a teacher, a mentor, someone that, you know that can really be there for you and continue to support you whilst you're doing this work. This is not work to do on mm. your own. We walk the path on our own, but there are times, especially as we get more advanced, we really need support of community and and appropriate guides with us.
5: It's like um, it's like a numbness that I that I seem to be working yeah. through as I as I embody. It's like it's like a numbness a numbing that I've done as a way to cope with yes. you know everything that happens in the outer world and protection but it's like a numbness that mm. um as I come more in, become more embodied it's 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 feeling very uncomfortable. <laughs> I guess I
1: think so I love look, that
5: exercise that yeah. you can share
1: Look, you're so welcome, and I think you've really spoken about something that I think a lot of people who are aware enough and are starting to move into their bodies will relate to. Most bodies, are, it sounds like a strange thing to say, but they're not really alive. They're they're moving through like zombies. They're not. If and and it's because it's so painful at first, you know. It really takes a lot to move into the body, and to say why have you become deadened? You know, you think about some beautiful little animal in the forest that thinks it's going to be attacked by a predator and it freezes, you know, as a way to protect itself. It sort of plays dead and I think a lot of the different aspects of our bodies have kind of done that in the face of unresolved trauma or stress from society. And when you start to do spiritual work, especially the kind of work that I do where you're working with sound and you're working with, you know, free movement and dance and and meditation that gets into the body and really learns to relax, you know, the body teaches it to relax and begin to let go, stuff comes up and we do start to find those places where we've become numb. But the more you're willing to just be with that space it does start to thaw out and then there is this kind of influx of spiritual light that comes from our prayers and our meditations and that kind of work you know that because we've created the space for it this is the thing you know what you're doing is good um, the discomfort is actually a healthy sign that you're getting somewhere and it will change um, in time so don't give up
5: thank you so much thank you you're welcome very Thanks, helpful. Anna.
0: Yeah, thank you. Good. Well, Alana is here to help you step into that divine connection yourself in your own life. If you'd like to check out her mentoring program, you can check out the special offer. Okay, so, Alana, I, we have time for one more question, and this comes from our Q&A box. This is Robin in Ravenswood. She says, do you have any insights on what I may begin to create that would help me get out of my corporate world job? It's in the oil and gas industry, and I feel a conflict with my morals of being an earth steward.
1: I love that question, Um, and whilst I completely support and respect, you know, that you're ultimate goal may be to remove yourself from that field altogether um, and the universe you know, will assist you with whatever it is that you want to create. Um, I really got so strongly from spirit when I was hearing your, your question and the wording that you know, I think you know, maybe you don't know this, I don't know um, but you are bringing a light and a presence into an industry that really needs it you know and and i saw you in past lives Um, i saw you as a a buddhist um, monk and i saw you practicing um, equanimity in the face of great despair and darkness how to be the light where there is a lot of darkness and i think part of you does this probably a lot um, maybe without always consciously trying to it's just sort of what happens so you're willingness to be in your heart, to be open to spirit and to recognize the conflict between values but whilst you're there whether that's for another two weeks or two months or however long or two years or whatever but whilst you're there you actually recognize, hey, I am a source of light for this situation. Whether anyone knows on the surface that that's what's happening or not, doesn't matter. You know, the more that I can bring awareness of my own inner conflict and just hold the space, this is the real feminine advanced practice hold the space of not having to pull away from the conflict, not having to shut it down, not having to just do anything to get out of it, but trust that the conflict itself, when I'm present with it, will show away. You know, the feminine will work through this and evolve and heal. But whilst I'm in it, I am just present to it. That in itself is going to bring consciousness and healing into the people who are working there and the industry itself. This is quite esoteric, so I hope it makes some sense, but I feel like you get it. Um, at a deeper level so that being said um, in terms of making a shift and a change just find some time where you can kind of make a date with spirit this is what I used to do when I was you know wanting to transition out of the corporate Um, I was in law so out of that field which really didn't resonate for me Um, and my dates with spirit would usually be just going to nature sitting down having some time and reconnecting with my heart and my soul and just you know having a loving conversation with the universe you know hey I'm your child I'm here thank you for the gift of this life what would be the most beautiful fulfillment of it you know show me give me signs I'm, I'm gonna take the steps and I just really nurtured my mind with as much good content you know of different ways of thinking and I couldn't get enough of the stuff and without realizing it I was just following what I loved but I was actually reprogramming my mind so that I was ready you know when the time was right and your time will come you know to take the steps So I hope that helps, Beloved, but you're doing good service right now even without having a change and the change will just bring a beautiful new aspect to that into your life and the world.
0: And that is very comforting and empowering for everyone who finds themselves in a place where they'd like to uh, leave or get out of or transition from but it is beautiful to see that we can truly hold that space and bring in such great light and a beautiful presence. Thank you for that. Alana Fairchild, this has been a beautiful quantum conversation, bathing in the frequencies of the sacred feminine. As we say goodbye today, I just want to allow you to say anything that we didn't touch on yet.
1: Look, I think just tuning into the feminine now and what I feel from her is this incredible sense of love and holding and just that she's asking for each person who's listening, um, whether it's in their own life or maybe it's in the life of a loved one. But really, you know, connect with this idea and this experience of her as being the divine mother that can hold you and any problem that you are feeling, your loved ones are feeling, or that the world is experiencing. And imagine her loving presence being so strong that you can actually soften and begin to let go. And in that, she will then bring through us each one of us that's willing to do this the right steps and you know all we really need to do is just fulfill each next step in our own lives and through her genius it is enough for the world to be changed and healed you know there we actually don't have to feel despair or overwhelm Um, it's a beautiful sign of compassion when we begin to feel those feelings they're not bad but they can become stultifying. So learning how to really trust her and ask her to show us um, what the next step is in our lives is really just such a beautiful, simple practice. And it just starts with the heart and just having the intention.
0: Absolutely. Allowing and softening to it. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being here and for connecting us with that divine goddess. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Alana Fairchild. Oh,
1: it's my pleasure. Thank you, Lauren.
0: And now it is time to dance our way to the cosmic heart, and we're going to listen to the goddess, Stevie Allen. Namaste. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. seven. You
0: my wonderful team at AcousticHealth.com, Heidi, Tony, Tom, Pam, Suzanne, and Garner, who assist with the production of Quantum Conversations, online healing retreats, and more. And thank you, too, for listening. If you've enjoyed this program, please share it with your friends and loved ones. And we thank you, For shining your magnificent light and adding it to the world. This is when we love ourselves like no one else can. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music. Available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste.
3: The conference is now completed. Goodbye. Welcome to the conference.